tuned in. You've tuned into Geekalik Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Welcome back to another episode of Televised Heroics. Daniel, we have not talked about any of our shows in quite a while. Life has been busy. Last week we came back and talked about some convention stuff. Uh, and some news that's right and this week we're gonna we're gonna hit off with the news as usual but then we're gonna also go throw throw it into some uh preacher and some cloak and dagger all right all right so uh first thing i want to talk about with with uh uh tv news some uh televised heroic news daredevil marvel's daredevil on netflix season three has been confirmed to be to premiere before the end of 2018. Now, they didn't give us a, an exact date, but they did say uh, that they were going to it's going to it's going to come out before the end of the year. I'm going to say it's probably going to be November when it comes back. Why? Why why do you say November? Hasn't there been kind of like a trend where a lot of their newer shows tend to be in the fall and like right around November? I think like um, newer shows in general or just the Netflix just like the Netflix, Marvel, ne- Marvel Netflix shows? Uh yeah, I think I remember Luke Cage coming around, coming out in around November, and then I want to say Jessica Jones came out around November, but I'm not sure if that's true or not. I want to say the f- first season of Daredevil probably came out in like November. <sighs> I, 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 I have a feeling that it was spring, but it could have been. You, you could be right. Maybe it was a Punisher. I can't remember. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that we're gonna definitely get. Uh, it's probably around that time. I do remember one of the shows dropping the same time as a DC movie came out, and that wasn't a coincidence. And I feel like that was Justice League. Was that Justice yeah. League? Yeah, uh, okay. Justice League. I can remember the show. Jessica yeah. Jones season two. No, so Jessica Jones came out uh, on International Women's Day. Oh yeah, that's right. Season two came out on International Women's Day. It would have been Iron Fist. Maybe Iron Fist. But I'm maybe, not sure. Maybe they dropped. Maybe it was it. Punisher. Oh, I think you're right. Actually, with Punisher. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, everything that I've heard from the from the Daredevil people, it sounds great. Uh, we kind of got a confirmation that Wilson Bethel is going to be uh, Bullseye. Like it's been very under shroud whether or not he is Bullseye or not, but like. His and Charlie Cox's personal trainer like posted a picture on Instagram saying, "Hey, I got Daredevil and Bullseye here with me," kind of thing. And I don't know if that was a you know on purpose or if that was an accident and or what, but you know it's kind of a confirmation, I guess. Yeah, I would say that's confirmation. But uh, knowing how Charlie Cox was all secretive and dodging questions, maybe that was purely accidental. Yeah, he was definitely. Well, that's why I'm, I think that because of how secretive he was and how like uh like tight-lipped he was that that was on purpose like i would imagine the personal trainer would have been like hey is this look good is this okay for me to post and like the marvel people or the netflix people would have been like uh yeah that's fine and then <laughs> charlie cox said yes that's fine kind okay. of thing i don't know i have no idea how those hollywood people work so uh i don't know i i'm excited to see bullseye yeah, um, I mean, last bullseye we saw was Colin Farrell. That's true. You know, the the, the movie uh, with Ben Affleck, Colin Farrell was the last bullseye, live action bullseye we saw. So, uh, I would say there's not a lot the the this Wilson Bethel guy has to live up to. But then again, I don't know this Wilson Bethel guy. I've never heard his name before. I might have seen him in stuff before, but nothing that I recognize. Right, same here. Um, I mean, I hope. Um, even though I'm hoping I probably it probably will be a lot better than uh you know the movie version of Bullseye that we got. Uh, yeah, probably. So, I mean, are there any are there any Marvel characters left that you want to see? Um, 
well, I mean, I was going to say Mysterio, but we're actually getting a Mysterio. With Jake Gyllenhaal? Uh, yeah. Um, I think Scorpion would be pretty cool in the Spider-Man movies. Well, we got a Scorpion. Oh, that's right. They gave his alias, yeah. right? Yeah, Vulture sees him in, in jail, in prison. Right. Okay. Well, other than that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like all, I mean, everybody, like everybody that's kind of an A list and and B list has already been accounted for. Like we're we're going on to like C listers, and and I'm not saying that's bad. I I love to see everybody accounted for. Uh, one of the characters that we're going to talk about in Cloak and Dagger, the detective, Detective O'Reilly. Like when we talked about her before, I totally did not know that she's a character from the comic books, and then she eventually becomes a vigilante too. Oh, yeah, she's um. Uh, and, and the last episode of the season, um, she kind of becomes the thing that she's supposed to become. She is in the Cloak and Dagger comics up in New York. Uh, she becomes the character Mayhem, who like has gases powers and claws and all kinds of weird shit. And like, I don't know, like some some of the pictures showed her to have a symbiote at one point or not. So, hmm. Uh, definitely, I don't know. Did you get to the last episode of the season of Cloak no. and Dagger? No. Yeah, you see, kind of the origins of her superhero persona. Wow, get that's made. pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, but so that's what I'm just saying. It's like, I mean, I can't, I can't really think of a character that I really want to see other than Taskmaster. Like Taskmaster is probably the one character I really want to see, and I don't know. Well, I guess we don't have to worry about that too much. I was going to say, I don't know where his, the rights to him exist right now. I mean, it's, it's not going to be Sony. So it was either going to be Fox or 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 Marvel Stu- or Disney. But now we got Disney owning Fox. So yeah. hopefully we'll see Taskmaster here pretty soon. And um, I think I read an article with Fox banking to do more spinoffs kind of other uh, banking on uh, Venom to do, you know, pretty well. So well, Fox do- doesn't have anything to do with Venom. Or Sony, sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're banking on Venom being awesome, and you know if it does well in the box office, they want to do other superhero spinoffs. So I don't know. Oh yeah, I mean they're already talking about doing a Craven movie, the Morbius movie. The I mean there was talks of the Black and Silver movie, but I, I, from what it sounds like, everybody's kind of put that one on the shelf. Right. But uh, yeah, I would definitely say Venom is their is their uh, prototype. Whether or not the rest of their Spider-Man adjacent cinematic universe is going to work or not or exist. Um, okay. Well, next story, uh, a char- uh, actor that we see quite a bit, or we talked about quite a bit in Gotham, Cameron Monaghan. He is going to be voicing Superboy in reign of the Superman, the part two to the death of Superman animated movie that just came out. That is actually pretty awesome. Did you watch the death of Superman animated no. movie yet? No. Uh, I, I watched it. It was pretty good. Um, it definitely better than the first attempt at the Death of Superman animated movie that they did. I remember that one. <laughs> uh, uh, this time around, they, you know, they they definitely throw in a, throw in a lot of new Fifty Two versions of the characters and stuff like that. Okay. But we still got a good, somewhat good adaptation of the the iconic, you know, storyline. Uh, now. We did get to see kind of the origins of all four Supermen. We saw the Eradicator. We saw uh, Cyborg Superman. We saw Superboy. And we saw Steel. So uh, Steel is the only one that I... Oh, no. Hank Henshaw does talk to. So does the Eradicator. I think the Eradicator talks. Yes, the Eradicator talks. And so does um, Steel in the movie. But we don't... Or I guess at that time, he's just John Henry Irons. He's not Steel yet. But we don't get a voice for Superboy because he's you just see him in a t- in a tube, so okay. uh, that makes sense that they just now hired Cameron Monaghan, which I think he'll do a great job. I think he will as well. Yeah, um, you know, seems like he has a great uh, personality, really outgoing, and then plus, um, you know, I've been blown away with his performance of Jerome from Gotham. So Jerome and Jeremiah. Yep. Um, so I haven't seen Shameless. Uh, I probably will get around to it eventually. But you should, and that's that's what I know him mostly from. Like I think he's he's phenomenal actor in that. So uh, I have all the faith in his uh, voice acting performance as Superboy Connor Kent or 
Con L, whichever name you want to go by. Uh, was there anything else about the reign of Superman that you wanted to talk about? Is there anything like I, I didn't even know that they uh, already started production on it? Yeah, I think they I think they had started production on it like before the death of Superman had even come out. Like they knew that they were going to do it. Like, it's just like when they did uh the Dark Knight Returns animated movie. They did part one and part two. I mean, this right. is kind of the similar. This is the death of Superman part one and part two. So. What um since we're on the subject of animated movies, what uh what's the next animated movie you want DC to bring out? Uh, my answer to this will always be the same. It's Kingdom Come. I want to see Kingdom Come made into an animated movie. However, they did announce that they were doing Hush at San Diego Comic-Con. Which awesome. I was like, wow, that is pretty incredible that they would do Hush. Um, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to handle it. I feel like they should have done Nightfall before they did Hush. I mean, not that the two really connect, but like, I don't know. That was a big storyline in, in, in uh, Batman's history. You know, when Bane broke his back yeah. and uh, maybe that's just selfish to me because he gave the, the mantle of Batman over to John, yeah. <laughs> John, uh, Paul Valley, John Paul Valley. Yeah. So Azrael became Batman, but, th- but then eventually he comes back and he has to defeat as bats to get the bat title back. Yep. Um, but you no, know, hush would be pretty cool. I think, I mean, for people that might not know the storyline and the mystery of who Hush is, would be is going to be pretty awesome. It's awesome. It's a really good read. Yeah, definitely. Jeff Loeb. So it's so funny that they you know they they make they're making a, they made a lot of his uh, DC stories into animated movies, and he's the head of uh, Marvel oh. Television now. <laughs> he's milking both sides. I mean, I assume he gets money for it. Yeah. Uh, another show that we talk a lot about here when it's on is Supergirl. Big news that came out today is that Supergirl is going to be getting her own movie. Now, obviously, this isn't going to be Melissa Benoist's Supergirl right. or is the CW's Supergirl. They are going to make their own Supergirl movie, which, you know, that's uh, the same thing they were doing with Flash. Um the same thing they did with Suicide Squad, but then they canceled the Suicide Squad TV show so that they can make the movie. Um, but, I mean, this this has the advantage of already... The, the TV show for Supergirl and the TV show for Flash have the advantage of already being made so or being in production, so that's why they, they, they aren't... They are getting to stick around. But, I mean, what? Wh- how do you feel about a Supergirl movie being made when... Do you, do you want it to be part of the... the DC extended universe or as they're calling it now the worlds of DC I'm okay with it the only thing with this one is they should really have a lighter tone you know movie so not Man of Steel is what you're saying right but do you want to go as light as Shazam like what that looks like it's going to turn out to be yeah I'd be okay with it I feel like that might be a little too light like I think you want something around what you got with Wonder Woman, maybe a little bit lighter than Wonder Woman, but I would think you'd want that kind of tone. Okay, that even with that, I could you know live with any any fan casting to come out for you. Like who would you want as Supergirl? Really can't think of anybody at the moment. I mean, the only one that really stuck out because uh, when I posted the article earlier today. Uh, Chloe, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. That's oh, like, wow. That's like the only person I can really think of that comes to mind. So you would go much younger than what Melissa Benoist is playing the character. Right. Okay. Uh, hmm. That's pretty interesting. Um, at the moment, I can't really think of who I would want to play Supergirl because all I can think of is Melissa Benoist. And once again, it, this is the kind of the problem I always have with this thing, like with uh, the casting of younger superheroes, is that I don't know a lot of the younger actors. Like right. I don't, I don't watch a lot of the Disney Channel and Nicktoons channels stuff. Uh, I don't know, maybe Elle Fanning. Like I'm, she, oh, she might be her. able to do a good job. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know how old she is now at this point. Probably uh, like early twenties. Yeah, I would think so. Um. Uh, I don't. I just don't know if she's the right choice overall, though. 
the I can't I like I said I just I don't think I don't know a lot of the younger actresses so I don't know who would play a good Supergirl a good Kara maybe um, the girl that plays Alicia and in a uh, uh, walking fear, fear the walking, the walking dead, dead? Eh, she's not bad I mean anything is possible in the DC cinematic universe you know or extended universe or whatever the hell you want to call it you know you think they'll uh, cast someone and then boom curveball they get somebody else yeah exactly and then they'll go with the not that not that hair color is like the big thing that you want to choose your actress on for for a big role but like you know Barry is supposed to be blonde and you got Ezra Miller who's got super dark hair and you got uh, Lois Lane who's you know very much brunette with raven hair and you got Amy Adams playing it with red hair. It's, right. I mean, it's not. It's a, it's a stupid little nitpick, I know, but it's. I think it's it's weird. It's interesting that they always kind of make the a big shift. Maybe because they want to stir up a little bit of controversy, piss off the fans. I don't see why you'd want to just piss off fans, though. <laughs> like, that's that always seems weird to me. Like that's uh, if that's the thing that they're going for. Right. How about Haley Steinfeld? What do you think about her? I mean, that's not that's not a picture of her, but Haley Seinfeld. She's on. She's gonna be in that Bumblebee movie. Oh yeah, she. I think she can pull it off too. And right now, she's gonna be in the voice of Gwen Stacy in um, yeah. the Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse movie. And uh, she did a good job in. Um, oh crap! What was that indie movie with J.K. Simmons? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. We both we, saw it. We but did not at the same time. It's a indie movie with J.K. Simmons. He was a teacher and oh wait no no, no. oh edge of 17 yeah that's right it oh wasn't, uh jk simmons it was um wasn't it paul rudd no not paul rudd um the guy from Zombieland, uh woody harrelson woody harrelson that's right yeah yeah uh yeah like i i think Haley steinfeld probably do a pretty good job how do you feel about um uh the writer for constantine or um <laughs> constantine uh for crap uh cloverfield paradox writing the movie Oh, uh, Supergirl movie. <laughs> I I did now. Do you know at which point of Cloverfield Paradox he wrote that movie? Because because there's lots of like, you know, it could have been. He could have been the um, the rewrites when they needed the person to incor- incorporate it into the Cloverfield uh, universe, or was it part of the the just the Paradox movie, like when it was a, originally just a movie about. Uh, time space kind of stuff. I actually don't know. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Like, it to me, it really depends on what part of the what is he credited as the main writer, or if he's one of the rewriters, or anything like that. But uh, I don't know. It could be interesting. He could he could do a great job. Cloverfield Paradox isn't as bad as everybody makes it out to be. I I at least I feel. Um, I think that there's lots of parts that that really work, and especially work as in trying to incorporate it into a Cloverfield shared universe but then there's other parts that are really lame and, and really stretch the the, the the idea of what's going on okay did you watch Cloverfield Paradox no no did you watch 10 Cloverfield Lane yes okay. we saw that one together I know but the audience doesn't know that we saw it together oh, that's true okay so uh, I think that it could be it could be interesting it, it, it could be a good thing Let's hope so. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Last story that I guess I have to talk about is, are you a Tekken fan? I haven't played Tekken since it was on the PS3. So that had been like Tekken 6. That, okay, sure. Why not? I don't even know what this whole, like it says Tekken, Tekken 7 season 2. Like when did video games start having seasons? DLC passes. Oh, well then what, what do you get? You just get the extra unlockable characters and probably some other extra stuff. Oh, so one of the new unlockable characters, I'm guessing, that's going to be coming out? DLC character is... Negan from The Walking Dead. So uh, Negan and Lucille are going to be making their way to the Tekken universe, which I always assumed Tekken took place like in the future. Uh, Well, but everything is kind of like the whole Neo japan looking stuff in the background futuristic future yeah uh what is that called that's it's not steampunk it's yeah, uh definitely not steampunk. cyberpunk it's yeah. all it's all very cyberpunk looking in the background 
At least I think. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. Uh, but yeah, I mean, how do you feel about Negan and his in uh, his lean showing up in <laughs> in the Tekken universe, swinging the bat, swing, swinging Lucille? Uh, nobody asked for this. <laughs> well, somebody had to have asked for it. Why would they just randomly pick Negan? I don't know. Maybe there's a zombie. I don't beats me man i don't know what was going through their mind when they're like hey we should add negan i guess technically there's a zombie in that video game right uh yoshimitsu isn't he i mean he's he he's reanimated flesh i mean he's just not he's just not mindless okay again i've never followed the games closely so how dare you how dare you daniel you can look at me and disappoint me all you want (laughs) it doesn't bother me it does bother you don't worry um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I, I guess like, literally, I don't know. I, I it's I think it's a weird thing, but then again, I haven't played Tekken since Tekken Two, so it's been a long fucking time for me since Tek for Tekken. Maybe uh, the marketing team's just like, hey, we should uh, market to some of the Walking Dead fans. Let's uh, have them buy our game and the DLC. Sure. Why not? Like. I- the thing is, though, when I'm watching The Walking Dead, I don't really see Negan as a as a, a straight up like fighter, like, I don't either. Yeah, he's kind, he's a brawler, but he's also just swings around the bat. Like I guess the most fighting we actually saw him do was like him and Rick in that house when uh, you know the place was kind of burning and there was walkers down in the in the basement and stuff like that. Like like, he, like Rick gets Lucille away from him and you know the the two of them just kind of duke it out a bunch of times. Or but I didn't really I've never. We didn't really see like them exchanging, you know, punches really. Yeah. So that I mean, I wonder if they're gonna give him a fighting style. I mean, they would have to. Yeah, yeah, they would have to. It's a yeah. So I mean, but do you think they develop a whole fighting style just for him, or they do they just reskin another person? Because the only other person that uses a a weapon like that that I remember is Yoshimitsu. He uses a sword. Right. He uses a katana. Yeah. So like. Will Negan just be swinging Lucille like a katana kind of thing? That'd be kind of lame, though. Uh, I mean, I'm not a, one of the game developers, so... Hey, yeah. it is on Xbox, though, so that's interesting. Yeah, um, they don't have any gameplay. It's just him whistling, right, and his silhouette, pretty much. Yeah, but that's kind of the way they did it for like all the Injustice uh, d- you know, stuff, too. Like, when they were first announcing all those... DLC characters like uh, Hellboy or Jason Voorhees, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, they all just kind of come out of a shadow and a light behind them, and then you're like, "Oh my god!" Didn't they do like Sector Two, like the like the the robot characters from Mortal Kombat? Did they? I don't remember. The yellow one, maybe. I think. Yeah. But um, but I think even though they had them stepping out of the shadows, uh, they still showed a little bit of gameplay with them. Did they? Yeah. Mm, interesting. Uh, I, that's all I got for news. Was there anything in particular that you wanted to talk about? Um, no, not not in particular. Um, I mean, even though um, Batwoman is coming to the CW Arrowverse, uh, the, you know, the CEO of CW confirmed that you know Batman's not coming. That was a weird thing. I thought that was a weird story that they were just like, it's a, it's a confirmation that there's not going to be Batman. Like, really? That's You're going to confirm that Batman's not going to show up. But, I mean, they name-dropped them. Yeah, and they, they and have. And Gotham as well. That's true. I, no, I, I get you. And I just think it's weird that you're, you, you'd confirm something like that. But, uh, I mean, why? I mean, you're not going to bring them? Then fine, don't bring them. But... You know, you can sit there and let the fans kind of just keep speculating. Like, I guess Stephen Mel even came out and said, "Hey, I'd love to see Batman show up in the in Arrow, but as a villain." Like, that'd be pretty cool. I think that'd be interesting to see all or Green Arrow and Batman just kind of fight it out on a rooftop and and see what happens. Like, obviously, Batman has to beat Green Arrow, yeah, right? Win. But but it's Green Arrow's show, so maybe Green Arrow wins. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, when when we see Green Arrow first go up against Batwoman, uh, do we? Uh, you think they'll actually fight each other, or do you think they'll just instantly be like, "Oh, you're an ally"? They're probably gonna fight. I mean, that's it is kind of a staple of comic book characters or comic books to to sit there and have the two heroes fight when they first meet. Yeah, she's just gonna be at the wrong place at the wrong time, and Ollie's will, you know, 
throw it down. And she'll probably be, maybe she'll be, maybe she'll be tracking him down because he's ex-con or, you know, escape prisoner or something. Because we got to remember, he's good. The show starts back up. He's going to be in prison. That's true. He's got to break out. He's got to break out of the Supermax. Uh, and then, you know, we do know, I don't know if she's going to be introduced in the, in the crossover or if she's just going to show, uh, or if, uh, uh, she's going to be introduced before the crossover and then be in the crossover. Probably be maybe an episode before the crossover. Maybe have it be like a last minute, you know, last five minutes of a scene and then we'll have the crossover mm. start next week or something. Plus we don't know exactly what the crossover is yet. Right. And I can't remember. Did they say she's coming from Bloodhaven or from Gotham? Uh, I think they said Gotham. Gotham? Yeah. Um, I know they've mentioned Bloodhaven before too. They have mentioned Bloodhaven before. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, is there any, what, what storyline can you think of that would involve Batwoman that they would do the crossover for? It's actually a really good question. I mean, if they're borrowing a lot of the source material from Batman. I mean, the last one we had was, was Crisis on Earth X, which we both loved. Yes. And the one before that was the one where they were the aliens the aliens the invaders that's right and then the one before that was the introduction of the hawks and vandal savage right so i don't know uh it i mean it literally could be just about anything it could but the the legends of tomorrow aren't going to be involved in the crossover they're not no oh no yeah that's horrible right yeah, yeah. That I remember reading that story, and it's like, oh, they won't be involved in the crossroads. It's going to be Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl, which is weird. Oh, that's so lame. <laughs> crossovers are so much fun, especially. Well, I guess last episode they didn't, they didn't really do much. The last episode of I mean, the, no, the last last crossover. The last part of the cross. Well, they had the the. Sarah. I mean, yeah, Sarah's a big part of it, and the Wave Rider. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's true. But I mean. Their episode was the episode where the big fight happens. Yeah, which was awesome to watch. It was awesome to watch. I don't know. It, it could be just about any story. I think uh, if they do, if they did like an, a Kingdom Come adaptation, I'd be kind of upset because I don't want, I don't want them to do it. <laughs> it was just kind of weird. Uh, as much as I talk about it, I, I really want to see the animated version of that because I think they would do it the the best. But who knows? Uh, all right, let's talk about Cloak and Dagger or Preacher. Which one do you want to do first? Uh, Preacher, because I'm still kind of behind on, on Cloak, Cloak and Dagger. Dagger. Uh, all right, how far up are you on Preacher? I watched this past episode seven, Hitler. Okay, so the last episode I saw was when the saint goes down to hell and talks to Satan. Satan. So... Starting from the beginning, we have a new season. We have the the episode begin. The season begins with uh, where we left off last season. Um, Tulip is dying. She is, and the only thing that uh, Jesse can think to do is take him to his grandma's, who has magical powers essentially, black magic to bring her back to life. Strong, 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 strong black magic. Strong voodoo. We get a lot of backstory into Jesse's childhood, too. Yeah. What did you think of of the fact that, you know, his grandma killed his mom? That is terrible. But she's also a very terrible woman. She's a very terrible woman. Uh, She she forced him to work for her to uh, be this ringleader, ringmaster, I guess. Yeah, and the tombs. Yeah, in the tombs. Yeah, it was a it was a big part a of ring his, announcer. <laughs> yeah, ring announcer. I guess that's another way of putting it. He was essentially the one that hypes up the crowd before the the fighting. Now, what do you what actually happens in this fighting? Is it just Jody fighting uh, these people that owe her money, or is it the two of the, or is the people owing her money fighting each other? Uh, or from, both. From what I got, it was both. Okay. Um, you work your way up to the ranks or to the finals, and then I want to say if you kick Jody's ass. You gotta walk and live. Ooh, but, but if you don't, yeah. That so that's a let's talk about some of the characters. We got Joe. We, the introduction of Jody. We got the introduction of TC. We got the introduction of uh, Madame Leon uh, Langell. Long, well, it, that's uh, more. I know the grandma, but uh, yeah, that's the grandma, right? Right. Yeah, and uh, then the the rival company, which is 
I think that Jesse's ex girlfriend at some point. Right. Uh, but yeah, Jody, he hits really hard. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he can take a lot of damage. So is there magic being used there too? I want to say so. Yeah, he, him, TC, and um, ma- uh, Madame. Obviously, she aged, but TC and Jody looked the exact same. Yes, they do, which is incredible. But, but then again, like it's definitely hinted at, if not said, that Madame Langell has lived for a very long time. Yeah, she's been around since the Civil War, right? Uh, at the very least, because that was you know her cotton picking mill. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then she also makes TC dress up like a a, a Confederate soldier, and the two of them. <laughs> get into some freaky shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, 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 we come to find out that she, when people owe her, she takes parts of their soul. And when she absorbs their soul, she gets to be live younger. Or not live younger, but live, live longer. longer. Yeah. Um, that's kind of why she wants Jesse back, too, because Jesse, even before he had Genesis, was very much a smooth talker he was able to convince people to do things to bet money that they didn't have anymore to come to the tombs to uh you know give up their free will essentially yeah and um i mean in season two when they show that flashback he even tells the cop like hey you're at the wrong place you can go to uh you know the other place that's where they have the tombs and all that stuff right so yeah, um, they taught him how to spot and you know kind of how to run everything. Um, I think that uh, it. Uh, do you? Th- well, I guess. Do you think? Do you think that that's maybe one of the reasons why Genesis works so well for Jesse and it didn't kill him like it killed other people? Because he is such a smooth talker. Right. Like he already has the like somewhat of the ability to convince people to do things that they don't want to do. That would make a lot of sense. I didn't think about it that way. Because the way that we were first introdu- introduced to Genesis, we see it going to clergy, holy men, like people that are the head of different sects of religion and stuff like that. Now, I would say all those uh, people uh, do somewhat of the same thing with you know trying to convince people to believe in what it is that they're pushing I, don't, I didn't want to say a word that was that made negative connotation but that was the best thing that could come up with um, preaching I guess is a better word believe in what they're preaching have faith but maybe Jesse was just better suited to have it and that's why it stuck around and honestly there's not a whole lot to go off of so I mean that would make sense he has the power to talk to people yeah yeah have the power to make people believe. Uh, the other thing is that they, the the three of them, Madame Langell, TC, and Jody, all know of vampires. They know of the existence of vampires, and that's not a thing that they abide on Angel in Angelville because they are considered monsters and atrocity. Yeah, well, yeah, because they are such great people. Exactly. But uh, Jody or Jody, uh, Jesse does everything he can to try and prevent them from figuring out that Cassidy is a is a vampire. But Cassidy's not quite helping. <laughs> I guess is a good way of putting it because he's still upset. So and you know Jesse was kind of even though he was trying to save him, still kind of a dick to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but and you know, there's also the 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 topic of tulip, you know that yeah. that becomes between the two of them. They're you know the two best friends that are definitely both in love with the same woman, and tulip's right in the middle. And she, even though she doesn't want to admit it, do you think that she has feelings, romantic feelings for for uh, Cassidy? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think so as well. I mean. She's definitely in love with Jesse and will be there for Jesse whenever, but I think she sees that there's there's something to Cassidy that she also likes. Yeah. But uh, obviously, she's in a bad position and, and makes puts Cassidy in a bad position, too. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask you, um, when she was in purgatory, what did you think of that whole scene? I think you're going to have to remind me. 
um, when she sits oh. down on the couch and talks to her younger self. Right. So yeah, she, you know, she's playing replaying over and over this, you know, her father getting a job and then the job not working out. So then he returns to a life of crime. Uh, the cops show up. He, you know, does the wrong thing. They shoot him. She has to deal with it. Uh, I as from what we know from this show with what purgatory already is or hell is already is like, it's interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. Did you have an opinion on it? I don't know. I, I just thought it was a little bit really artistic with just a living room and then um, you know kind of like was set on like on a, on a stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought it was pretty interesting. I thought it was again really artsy and it was well done scene. Right. Um, like, cause I mean, you think about it, we got the, what we've seen of purgatory so far already or hell, uh, you know, with Eugene having to relive the, the worst day of, the his, worst life. Day of his life over and over. And then Hitler having to relive the no plum cakes for him <laughs> over and over. Uh, and this is, this would be her, her worst day of her life over and over the day that she had to come to terms with the fact that you know her dad was not who he was or who she thought he was and then you know that was probably the end of her life because after that point that's when she probably had to go live in the cat house and change the way she she was or the way she was going to be growing up right but then when she wakes up in between getting from hell to getting to the real world she also has a vision of god right which uh, I thought was funny because it's the same actor as the one that they had pretend God, to be God. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you look just like the one that was the pretender. And he's like, yeah, they did a good job of finding someone to look <laughs> like me. Uh, and throughout the rest of the season of this season, you keep seeing him show up in the dog outfit. Yeah. Uh, you know, because he's into some weird fetish shit, which is, I guess, cool. I mean, when you lose all faith on humanity, you know, why not just have some fun? <laughs> so he tells her that she needs to uh, kill the, the, grail. the grail. Yeah. Uh, but when she comes to and Jesse has a plan to get his soul back from the grail so that he can then use Genesis to then free himself from his grandma's uh, curse and kill him and then kill Grail so that he doesn't have to be the Messiah. She goes and starts shooting, which then throws the whole plan out of whack. But then again, he didn't even have the soul, anyways. So, right, because it was a placebo, it was a placebo. <laughs> and yeah, uh, when she talks to God the next time, she's like, You knew that wasn't gonna work, and he goes, Yeah, but I just wanted you to start doing shit. So, <laughs> you know, you're, you're kind of my playthings at this moment. And I thought that was like, that's fucked up. Sick sense of humor. <laughs> but he's like, don't test me, Tulip O'Hare. He's like, don't fuck with me. <laughs> Which was also great. Um, uh, uh, what do you think of Grail this scene? We, we, if you, you got to the part where they introduced the Allfather, right? Yes. That was, um, I believe, the episode, the same episode of um, Hell. So, yeah, we get the introduction of Satan and the introduction of the Allfather. And uh, I don't know if you saw the the instance where Airstar is, like, very afraid of him and why he's very afraid of him. Because he watched Allfather kill a dude by sitting on his head. <laughs> As a, uh overweight person myself, I hate that this uh, stereotype <laughs> is being... Uh, thrown out there still that <laughs> we're just gonna sit on you and kill you kind of thing but all right fine it made it made for a funny joke um yeah all father's not not a good guy no he's the leader of the grail he's the leader of the grail but is he also like the leader of the vatican i, I mean he's not the pope obviously right but didn't they say he was in italy yeah he was at the vatican he has to, you know, work with the Pope, I guess. Maybe he's the one pulling all the strings and the Pope just kind of, you it's know, just does... a figurehead? Yeah. I could see that happening, too. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think that Airstar... I mean, is, is Airstar trying to gun for the Allfather's job, uh, position? Oh, hell yeah. You think that's what's going on there? Yeah. I mean, obviously, he doesn't want 
Humperdue to be the Messiah. The Messiah. Uh, the Allfather does, but I'm guessing Allfather feels that he can manipulate Humperdue. That's why he wants Humperdue to be the the Messiah. I see. I don't. I don't get that plan at all. I mean, why? And not trying to be a dick, but you know, why have an inbred, slow guy be the Messiah to lead the people? I think because people will still be like, oh, that is a direct descendant of Christ, so we should follow him. And then, you know, Humperdue being as dumb as he is, <laughs> All Father can just be like, hey, tell the people to do this. And then they will follow it because they're following the, the, the descendant of Christ, but the last really Zion. you can't talk, though. That's true. And that's what Airstar is supposed to be doing. Like, he says, like, what have you taught him? And he's like... You know, he's not great. There's not much that I have taught him, but there is the one thing. And he's like, well, what's the one thing? He's like, it's not really relevant. It, I don't know if it's going to be helpful at all. He's like, well, just show it to me. And he's great at, at uh, soft shoe, soft shoe tap dance. Like, <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, maybe he's going to do interpretive dance to t- teach people. But then again, he also knew that God was the dog. Right. So he's he might not... he. He might not be intelligent, but at least he has divination, maybe? What if, you know, he's just one of those special cases that he can just get his thoughts through through art? Do you think that would... That could be it, too. And, you know, maybe that's the way that he would lead the people, through pictures and stuff. Yeah. But don't you think people would want proof that he is, you know, direct? I don't know how you would prove that, but that's also faith. That's the whole point of religion is that you're not supposed to wait for proof. You're supposed to have faith. That's also true. (laughs) Uh, What's the, I mean, what's another big part of the season for you? I So far. I loved the scene where Jesse cut up uh, Cassidy and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> took him to that uh, FedEx place. What? So what did you think? What was the plan there for you? The plan obviously was, hey, I'm going to ship you somewhere safe so you don't get killed by, you know, TC and uh, Jody and just wait for us. We'll right. go get you. Obviously, he can heal himself back together because he's a vampire. And he threw a couple Capri, uh, Capri Sun blood packs in there for him. <laughs> because he needs the blood to heal. Right. But uh, he he puts himself back together, but he doesn't he doesn't wait for himself to heal completely, and he comes to fight Jesse at the tombs. Well, right. he comes to fight. Jody's about to go in there and fight him, but Jesse jumps in front first. Right. And then after that, uh, Tulip helps him escape. Like helps Cassidy escape from from the Angelville. Yeah, using the skin suit <laughs> that Cassidy uh, threw talked out about there. before. Yeah, which it worked, which yeah. was interesting. Yeah. Now, uh, did you get to the point where Cassidy meets up with the other vampires? No. Okay, so well, that's going to be in your next episode. You get to find out there. You know, we've already seen other vampires in the show. Uh, obviously, his son. All right, De- uh, Dennis. Dennis, yeah. Uh, and then when he was talking to uh, like someone about his son, about, you know, Oh, right. On the phone. Right. So there's, you know, there's, uh, you obviously know there are other, other vampires out in the world and, uh, you know, Jody and, and TC, they've obviously had experience in killing vampires, but, uh, while in, in new Orleans, uh, Cassidy comes across uh, another vampire, and uh, I think this is a really interesting development for his character when what's going on in his storyline. Really? Uh, when you get there, I, I'd like to hear what your thoughts are. So, okay, uh, you're not quite there yet. We won't talk about it. Uh, yes. So uh, the Saint of Killers, he's still alive. He's still well held cac- captive in hell. Yeah, he's being held captive in hell, and, and Satan wants to use him. Uh, essentially as a bounty hunter yep. for the two souls that we know that got out of hell being Eugene and Hitler. Now, I don't know exactly what his plan is, what Satan's plan is, but he said he says he needs those two souls back before he can go forward, right? Right. Uh, and he wants the, the Santa Killers to do it, but the Santa Killers, or he's like, hey, he's like, can I have my guns? He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> 
can't have you making that kind of mess up there. <laughs> this is completely just, you know, grab and bring back kind of thing. Uh, Eugene is at a uh, orphanage in Texas because... Oh, that's right. I forgot that he's, uh, you know, he's not an adult. Yeah, which is kind of weird because, like, it was passable, it was passable in the first season, but which was two years ago. But now that actor is very much, you know, mature. yeah, much mature, much more mature and older. So it's it's weird to think of him as a teenager. Um, but yeah, uh, he he goes back to their town in Texas, and it's just a giant crater. All of his all of the people that he knows are dead. So he gets taken to a state uh, orphanage, and and uh, he's sitting there like, oh well, God has a plan for me, like. If it wasn't for the fact that I was in hell, I would have been in the city. And when the city blown up, I would have died. So uh, it's a good thing that I was in hell and got myself out. Now God has a plan for me. And the next thing you know is when <laughs> the Saint of Killers shows up to adopt him. Like, it was such a funny scene because the nurse is standing right behind him. And she's like, oh, this is the guy that's your new foster parent. <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, I need you to sign some more papers uh, before you take him away. And then she, he throws her through a, a wall. <laughs> It's like okay, I <laughs> guess they're just giving orphans away to anybody these days. Hey, you don't know the process. I don't. <laughs> I don't know the process. Uh, another thing was down in Satan's office, there was <laughs> the Angel of Death. Yeah, and obviously she is. Azazel. Yeah, but the Angel of Death and the Grim Reaper are the same thing, right? I thought uh, the Grim Reaper, Grim Reaper just you know helps them cross over to where the hell they're supposed well, to go. Well, so does to. the Angel of Death. Oh, okay. The Angel of Death. I mean, the Angel of Death doesn't bring death. It's the person that like makes it so that you can go from your mortal life to your afterlife. So she was the one that went whoa. Yeah. In face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then. Because it's not like the same thing as this, the angel of uh, vengeance that, you know, that the right hand of God that comes down and rains fire and brimstone on people when they're, you sinning. know, when they're doing, yeah, when they're sinning. So I always thought that was weird that they always depict death or the angel of death or the grim reaper as a bad person or a villain. It's like, it's not a villain. It's a person that's showing you how to go, go to the next part of your existence, your being. Yeah. Uh, but she is definitely a bad person. Like, yeah. she is... Uh, it seems like Satan's mercy. If you look at like Lex Luthor, like <laughs> her, his uh, personal assistant slash bodyguard slash bounty hunter kind of thing. Uh, obviously, she thinks that this should be a job for her, but he's getting the Santa Killers to do it. I think that we're gonna see a face off between the two of them at some point. That'd be awesome, and I, I can't wait to find out what that is. Also, uh, Hell, I know you're not supposed to say this, but Hell looked amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the floor seemed like it was lava, but it was like it looked like LED screens. Yeah. Like, I was like, what's going on here? That was weird. That's why I thought it looked really cool. I was like, damn, those are some good effects. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think? I mean, why is it that we, we're seeing Satan this time? Like, last time when we were in Hell, we saw all the lackeys and, the, and those people. Why are we seeing Satan now? Because he probably got informed that God is missing and maybe he wants to take over the world. Okay. Fair enough. Maybe that's what, you know, he meant. He's like, I need them back before I can proceed. Okay. Or uh, maybe he's going to use Eugene as a bargaining chip and be like, hey, give up Genesis and, you know, you can have Eugene back. Ooh. I didn't think about that. I mean, if Satan got a hold of Genesis, that'd be... That'd be pretty, uh, pretty bad. Yeah, that was the other thing that I was I was kind of upset about, like the whole idea that Satan wants Eugene back in hell when he, he of all people, should know that Eugene doesn't belong there. It wasn't his fault. He didn't die. Right. Like Jesse sent him there. So on accident. On on <laughs> on accident. Yeah, because he didn't know his powers yet, and uh, obviously it was throwing a muck in the system. That's the reason why him and Hitler were able to get out because he would he didn't belong there. He wasn't right. supposed to be in hell. Right. Hmm. Maybe because he helped maybe he wants to punish Eugene because he helped Hitler escape because Hitler definitely belongs down there. Oh, maybe. But he didn't really help Hitler. Like, Hitler kind of just followed, didn't he? 
Well, Hitler was like, no, nah, I'm going to stay. And Eugene's like, no, come on, dude. He's like, oh, yeah, you changed. Right. Come on, man. And then we find out that he didn't change. You're right. <laughs> so an asshole. Uh, all right. Was there anything about the? I mean, is there anything you're looking forward to for the rest of the season? Um, I just want to say this. Um, I hope we get more wonderful TC moments because TC is awesome. I really <laughs> like that character. You like that character a lot? Yeah. And That's I like funny. the actor, too. I've seen another stuff. And the I only told- other thing I ever saw him in was Falling Skies. Like, I don't know if you ever watched that show. It was on TNT. It was about uh, alien invasion. Well, technically, it was alien occupation. Like, they had already come to Earth and destroyed everything and, and took over. And it's, like, the humans trying to fight back still. Uh, no. Um, I have to pull it up. But there was a couple of things I did see him in. I just can't remember them right now. He does He does do a great job as TC. Yeah. So. Jody is terrifying. <laughs> Jody is terrifying. Just, like, would you see... Because we've seen Jesse... Like kick the crap out of a lot of people. Yeah, and the fact that Jody just takes his punches and it does nothing is just scary as fuck. I know it really is, but at least we know who taught him how to fight. I guess that's the that's that's got to be the reason why we we he he knows how to fight. I always thought that he was military. He had some type of ex military. That was his dad. That was his dad. Hmm. Yeah. Uh. All right. I, for the rest of the season, for me. I guess I would, I, I mean, because I'm a few episodes ahead of you, but I, I want to know more about what Jesse's going to do with the Grail. I, I think that's the that's the big one for me. And then where Cassie's going to go with the rest of his uh, his storyline. Okay. I mean, I really love all these characters. I think they're, they're all very rich and great, so it's, I, I'm excited to watch the rest of the season. Same here. Um, last little fact, um, for any Dragon Ball fans... Um, Jason Douglas, who voices for uh, Beerus, actually played Satan. Oh, really? I was wondering who Satan was. Yeah. It was it him underneath the makeup too? Yep. Oh, that was all a, him. That was interesting. Yeah, that was a really good makeup too. Who's he? Who's the voice of Beerus on Dragon Ball Super? Okay. The God of Destruction. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch any Dragon Ball stuff. I know you don't. <laughs> He's a naked cat. Of course he is. Oh, I think I've seen. I know which the picture. purple one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right, so the next time we come back, we'll have another episode, another couple episodes of Preacher, and then uh, Cloak and Dagger will finish that up, and then we also have an episode of Fear the Walking Dead to talk about. So That's going to be awesome. Until next time... Oh, wait. Let me give out some of the stuff. I'm on Twitter as Mitchipediager. Daniel's also on Twitter as... Super Commie Daniel. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite, Ra- at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. And geekleetradio.com is our website. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is Televised Heroics on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.